Amen. Amen. Am I coming through? Joy in the house of the Lord. That's why I don't sing and I'm going to preach. I try to sing, but my voice is hoarse. I, uh, I know this word. We're going to probably share the word for about 35 minutes or 30 minutes, and then we're going to enjoy God. We're going to see what God wants to do. There's healing. There's commissioning, there's deliverance, and there's freedom. But God is in the house to set his people free. How many of us want to be free this evening? How many of us want to be free? Well, times of refreshing comes from the presence of the Lord. There is no other way that times of refreshing can come. In South Africa, we have Coca-Cola. I believe you have Pepsi. But that cannot be like the charms of refreshing of the Lord. And so if we can turn to Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. And the word of God says, therefore, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. God wants us to have an encounter with his life-giving Holy Spirit. And whatever we've heard in terms of the principles of leadership and whatever God's got for us, if we are not led and we're not walking with the Holy Spirit, it will eventually be done in our own strength and we will lose heart. But whenever we are lifted up and we are built up and we walk by the Spirit, remember, it's walk by the Spirit, not run by the Spirit. We walk with God and we walk with the Spirit and we're led by the Holy Spirit. Everywhere I go in the world, I ask people how they're doing. And they say these two words, busy and tired. And not here in Canada, right? No. No. But busy and tired. Friends, if we are walking with God and we're led by the Spirit, we ought not to be tired and we ought not to be busy because He does not drive us. He leads us beside the still waters. And we're going to learn how to walk with the Holy Spirit. So times of refreshing is where God comes with His Holy Spirit. And God is the Holy Spirit to bring refreshing, to bring restoration. It is part of his biblical provision for me and you as his saints and his sons and daughters. God wants to refresh and restore us, many of us today. God wants to liberate us, renew us, renew our zeal, restore hope in him and fill us with grace. We look for hope anywhere else but God. We're going to get disappointed. But in God, there's no disappointed with that. The Holy Spirit was given to prepare the disciples for the revelation of a whole new level of life. The Holy Spirit would take them where Jesus did not take them. Perhaps 
This is part of the reason Jesus said, it is good that I go. It is to your advantage that I go. You see, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit enables us to bear more revelation, to be stronger in Christ, and, and, and it's possible for us. It was even more possible than it was for the d- disciples and the apostles. We have the privilege of being filled and filled and again filled with the Holy Spirit on a continuous basis. John 16, verse 13 through to 15. The Word of God says, But when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all truth. Oh, friends, during this time we've tried to find truth in so many things but God. And we need to get back to finding truth with with the Holy Spirit. He guides us into all truth. For He will not speak on His own initiative. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is still to come. COVID is not the last thing that's going to happen in the world. I want to tell you, when it comes or some calamity comes again, let's be full of the Holy Spirit. of the earth you know what that gave me strength to push through the wall friends the Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth he will disclose to you what is to come he will glorify me and he will take of mine and will disclose it to you all things that the father has are mine says Jesus therefore I've said he takes what is mine and will disclose it to you we are in safe hands with the Holy Spirit. And when, we, when I'm finished talking and we allow Him to come, we are in a safe place. But we don't have to be sophisticated in the safe place because we're sons and daughters and children of God. So when we start worshiping, you can go to the wall there and headbutt it. Or you can jump or you can shout or you can clap. Or you can be like David and... No. (laughs) He worshiped God in underpants, man. It's called an ephod. It's underpants for us. Imagine all of... No, no, don't imagine nothing. (laughs) The Holy Spirit is the sign to take us into all truth. But this truth needs to be experienced and lived out. It was the Holy Spirit upon Jesus that enabled him to hear what Father was saying. And we have the same Holy Spirit living in us. We can hear what Father's saying. One of the assignments of the Holy Spirit is to let us know what is yet to come. If we listen to news articles, you will notice that many people think they know what is coming. World leaders, theologians, musicians, pastors, business people, all types are telling us about coming calamities. We don't need the Holy Spirit for that purpose when God, when people without God can do that. 
We need the Holy Spirit to let us know that the fire is never going to stop. It is Father's good pleasure to give us the mysteries of the kingdom and the things to come and keep us focused on the victory of the finished work of the cross. It's not going to happen again. The cross happened for all eternity. There's no pleasure in speaking of death and the destruction of the unrighteous or the righteous. The gospel message is still called the good news for a good reason. Because it's a good news of God loves us. He inspires us. He leads us, he sets us free, he heals us, and he provides for us. This is my God. Is he your God? God is wanting to bring times of refreshing to us this evening, even if things are not good around us. I said to the folk I heard this morning, I've got a call that my my mum, she's 88, and she's probably not going to make the next 24 hours. But before she got to this stage, she said, tell Kenny to preach. And here I am. Why can I do it? Because One thing I know is the Holy Spirit and God is true to his word. And we will stand with God. We will stand with God. And I will do my best this evening. To please him and then to make my mom happy as he takes her into glory. <laughs> what does times of refreshing do for us? Refreshing makes us alive and ready to serve the purposes of God. Destinies are released. I believe tonight destinies are going to be released. Commissioning is going to take place. Refreshing is where we get released from tiredness, depression, discouragement, fear, despair, and where we get healed to be sons and daughters of a king in a kingdom. Refreshing is an ongoing act of the love of a father towards his children. The Bible talks about times of refreshing, which means we can tap into heaven's fountain. And I want to ask that we would stand under the grace hose of God tonight. You know, my my grandson Cody, he's three, and he loves to play in the mud, as little boys too, should do, because then they can build up their immunity systems. I'm just saying. But I love it when he's at my house and he's just dirty. Do I love him less because he's got dirt in his mouth? Is he still my grandson with all of that dirt? But you know what? I've got a treat for him. And do you think I'm going to bless him or give him this treat? With dirt on his mouth? No. I take him to the tap outside, just like you should with boys. And I put his hand under there and I open it up, (laughs) clean his mouth, so that I can put a treat in where there was dirt. You know, God does that and God wants to do that to us. No matter what we carry, no matter what dirt we have, no matter what immorality, no matter whatever it is, God wants to pour his grace over us this evening to set his people free. Who's ready to 
God will be more gentle than I'm with my grandson, right? <laughs> I said, come on, boy, like, be a man, three years old. <laughs> That's what us South Africans do. <laughs> when we get the refreshing of God, He removes the dust for renewed strength. He refreshes the soul for renewed faith. He recommissions us for purpose and destiny. Many of fathers, sons, and daughters need to get back on track to the good works that God prepared for them in advance. Being refreshed reshapes our thinking from the negativity and the calamity of our day to Jesus coming back for a glorious and powerful and without spot and wrinkle church. That's what he's coming back for. For us to walk in this freedom, this strength, this purpose, we need times of refreshing in the Lord. John 7, verse 37 to 39. I'm just going to read that scripture, but then we're just going to break it up very quickly. And it says, In the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood up and said, in a soft little voice, let anyone... He did not... He said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Now, I don't think he said it like that, but it's something like that. It was in a loud voice. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, rivers of living waters will flow from within them. By this he meant the Holy Spirit. Those who believed in him were later to receive. Up until that time, the Holy Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not been glorified. So for us to walk in this grace, under the grace hose of the Holy Spirit, under the grace of God, we got to realize God will catch our attention. And he is catching our attention. Because in John 7, 37, he says, And Jesus stood and said in a loud voice. Many times in the, in the history of God, he uses extraordinary ways to catch our attention. I was at an encounter conference in, in Johannesburg uh, before this trip, and um, it was about a couple of thousand people, and through the evening, I, 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 I felt I needed to stage dive. Like, I'm 65, right? Like, who does that? But I felt that as I'm going to dive, God's going to heal backs. And as I daft, and the guy, thank goodness there were some big Afrikaner boys there, Afrikaans guys, but as I jumped off, four people all over the congregation, four people shouted, God's healed my back, God's healed my back, God's healed my back. You see, God gets our attention. And God has attention like Moses and the burning bush. What was that? Noah building an ark kilometers from the sea or a dam or anything. The day of Pentecost, oh my, that must have been so weird. Where people were walking as though drunk, speaking in tongues and in other languages. The Bible says everyone was bewildered and amazed at the grace of God that early in the morning. Jesus writing on the ground. When the religious brought a woman caught in adultery to him. And he says, who can cast the first stone? You see, God's attention grabbers will leave us amazed and bewildered and everyone asking, 
What is this all about? Don't we need some of those times again? Arthur Willis says this, Whenever the Holy Spirit is poured out, saints and sinners alike are made acutely aware of the presence of Almighty God where He alone gets the glory. Truth is, whenever God wants our attention, whether Christian or non-Christian, we have the choice to accept or reject what God and His grace wants to do. Imagine if we had to listen to the Holy Spirit again. And how many of you got eyes that are not too good tonight? Well, imagine me going outside and make some mud and put it on your eyes. We don't even touch a spoon somebody else uses. Imagine spit. Come on. How's your ear doing? Like, yeah, there, in. Attention grabbers. We need to get back to the Bible. God's going to, seriously, in this new wave, we are going to do things different and we're not going to be as sophisticated as what we are. We're going to hear the Holy Spirit and do what the Holy Spirit says. And it might not be cool. Secondly, we need to be expectant. Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, Matthew 5 verse 6, bless, 5 verse 6 says, Blessed are those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. The chances are that if someone offers us something to drink, we will say no if we're not thirsty. But if you find someone in the desert, I travel a lot in Africa, lots, and if you offer me a drink in Africa, I will say yes. I'll be careful what I drink though, but I will say yes. If anyone is thirsty, how many of us are thirsty and expectant tonight? Because if we are, we're gonna receive. How many of us are eager to have God's touch? You see, God is a responder. He responds to an expectant heart. And we know that God is sovereign. Many people have said to me in the past, they said, well, if God wants me to have it, he will give it to me. Although God is sovereign, he is also not a father who will cut a deal with us. He's not a business, not a business transaction with God. He's a loving father who responds to eager, expectant hearts and will never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever give his children bad gifts. Because he's a good, good father. Be expectant this evening because he wants to release the grace hose over us because he's got blessing. He's got treats to give us. Somebody saw gifts and, he's, and his hand is on that gift. Jesus longs for intimacy. Next point. Come to me and drink, Jesus said. Turn to Jesus. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the one who was and the one who is to come. And during times of refreshing, I guarantee you that you will receive renewed passion. Awareness of Jesus Christ, the victory of the cross and the power of the Holy Spirit will become real. And the resurrection life of Jesus Christ will walk out of here and we will make a difference. 
Jesus wants to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom to us. The older I get, the more just mysteries of the kingdom, Father, mysteries. Jesus said, come to me in your struggle, in your private time, in your thoughts, in your discipline times, in your, in, in your gatherings. Come to me. Come expectant, waiting, eager, and have hearts desperate for the touch of God, for his presence, to drink from the throne of God, because when we drink there, we will thirst never again. Times of refreshing, where we get refreshed and then become blessings to those around us. It's never just for us. It's for us to share. And then next week, believe and grow. Believe and grow. Whoever believes in me. See, Hebrews 11 verse 6, the scripture said, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because everyone who comes to him, must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. To believe takes faith. Especially when we've been through what we've been through, it takes faith. To come to church or to go to a connect or life group each week, expecting God to touch you, expecting for the manifest presence of his power, it takes faith. Today, this evening, I ask you, let us believe what God has said he will do. He will do. Nobody walk out of here sick. Nobody walk out here without purpose and destiny. God said he wants to bring times of refreshing. He wants to equip us. He wants to establish us in the faith. And he wants to enable us in our call, whatever God's called you to do and be. And he wants to empower his sons and daughters this evening. I'm ministering this word, but I want to stand with you. Not right now. I've got a little, one more, one, two more things to say. But let's stand together and say, pour your spirit out, Father. Pour your spirit out. Us. Your sons and daughters, we're waiting. To believe is simply to trust and have faith in Jesus Christ, who says he is who he is, the great I am. Let's believe and have faith today. Believing right helps us to behave right. I think so much of the church is very quick to judge behavior. Friends, let's help people with belief because when we believe Jesus and the right things about Jesus, we will want to behave right under grace, not law. Let's believe and see the glory of God come upon us today. Let us be able to say God is among us. Let's proclaim Emmanuel, God, with us. Not only among us, but with us. And then... The next point in, in, in us just standing under the hose of heaven is soak yourselves in the scriptures. It's not just what we're going to have tonight. That's why we're going to base everything we do on scripture. On scripture. As the scripture has said, for the river of God to flow and to keep flowing, we need God's will and God's promises from his word. God's will is found in the pages of the Bible from Genesis through to Revelation. 
during times of refreshing, I can honestly say that the scriptures will come alive in us and confirm the Holy Spirit is indeed in work with us. Let's give the Holy Spirit something to work with. Who wrote the Bible? 2 Timothy 3 says the Holy Spirit. So when we declare the word of God, when we proclaim the word of God, who's looking over the word to see that it's done? And we're going to declare the word of God this evening. Amen. Who's getting ready? Who wants me to stop talking? <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> I just want God to come. Enlarge our understanding of appreciation. That's what the scripture does. It enlarges our understanding and appreciation of who God is. It brings clarity. The word of God brings clarity and reminds us of prophetic words that have already been spoken in the past and over us so that we in our day can stand strong and not fall under the corruption and the stuff in the world. When we soak ourselves in the scripture, we give the Holy Spirit something to work with. God's word and his promises are always yes and amen. And this is my last point. And the streams of living waters will flow from within. <laughs> Woohoo! Streams of living water. And you know what they are. Because Romans 14 says, they righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. If you don't have peace tonight, let's get you filled with the Holy Spirit. If you don't have joy tonight, get filled with the Holy Spirit and jump around a little. And if you're battling with righteousness, let's get you filled with the Holy Spirit and Jesus, and the Holy Spirit will tell you, Jesus has done it for you, and it's not on your works. He's already done that for you. You see, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that rivers can flow from us, so that we can be those people uh, that are always happy. You know what? The devil does not have feet and he does not have arms because he's been defeated and disarmed by the cross. Come on. Come on. More. <laughs> we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. How dare the enemy. I don't draw a line in the ground. I, I stopped that years ago. So devil, come try. Now, actually, the Bible says, as I rise up, I push back the gates of hell. No negotiation. I just push back. And where he wants to take ground, we just push him back. Church, we need to arise. Church, we need to arise. As we allow the Holy Spirit to refresh us, streams of living waters will flow. Not only for us, but for everybody who encounters us. I wait for the day that I can actually burp over somebody and they get filled with the Holy Spirit because I'm so full of God. Well, that's probably quite rude, right? But everything in me as I, yeah, I, I went. <laughs> People will say, like they did of the apostles, you have been with God. Let people, let, from here, 
I mean, wherever we go, from people must know we've been with God. Times are refreshing, does as we drink deep from the living waters from his throne, the life of God will surge from us and we will be transformation, transformational agents of our King. We will have courage to lay hands on the sick. We will have discipline to work in our workplaces as unto the Lord. You don't work for a boss, you work unto the Lord. We will walk with a countenance. Katie said it this morning, with a countenance lifted high. We will have a willingness to serve at every level in the church to advance the kingdom of God. Who wants to stand this evening and be refreshed? Can we stand? Who feels God has caught your attention this evening? If you still don't feel it, I'm going to burp. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Out of being intimate with Jesus, who wants the Holy Spirit to refresh him so that you can be done with unbelief and have a belief and a faith deposit that'll keep you strong in the years to come. I, uh, as we're going to sing, it says in Joshua 1, everywhere you put your foot, God will give unto you. I wonder if you could change from where you're sitting or standing. Either come here or there, but move from where you are and say, God, I want to take my place in the position you have given me. Make it intentional this evening. Say to God, I'm intentional with this. And I want to pray that the Holy Spirit right now comes just on us in a corporate sense as you move around. I worry about people moving around. The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit works best when there's chaos. <laughs> Holy Spirit works best when there's absolute chaos. And we have become so sophisticated in our church. And I'm asking tonight, don't be weird, but be wild. <laughs> we need some John the Baptist who are wild for our King. Wild for our King. Wild for our King. Can I ask to raise hands and then Paul's going to come and take us from here. But can I just ask, you know why we raise hands? It's not so we super spiritual. The Bible says it shows a yieldedness of the heart. God, we trust you. God, we're raising our hands to you. Philippians says we raise our hands to a king. So let's just do that. Holy Spirit, I've done my best. Paul's going to do his best, but we ask, will you come? Will you come? I know you're in us. And rivers should flow us. But there's also a dunamis power where you come upon us so that we can do great exploits with you. But we also know the breath of Jesus is blown into us so that we can change the Kratos power of the Holy Spirit. So we can change from the inside out to represent you well. So won't you blow your breath, Jesus, just across us as a congregation as an audience of a king
of the audience of one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Mm. Blow your breath, Jesus. Over me, over us. Blow your breath, Jesus. Blow your breath, Jesus. just linger here for a moment because God's doing some internal work there we are there we are he's touching people right now there we are there we are oh come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit oh shoto Demonic forces leave. Demonic forces leave. Demonic forces leave. You have no place with God's people. Freemasonry spirits, you leave this evening in Jesus' name. We break those spirits in Jesus' name. People that have continuous bad luck or the attack of the enemy or things that have gone wrong. We reverse that curse in Jesus' name and we ask for freedom and we ask for the release of heaven on earth for those people, Lord. Let it stop tonight, Father. Because you have said you want to bring times of refreshing. And where there's broken hearts, Father, I think part of, of me sharing tonight is, is, is like a word of knowledge. There's so many of us with broken hearts. But God says, I can heal a broken heart. Allow the crutter's power of the Holy Spirit to come and heal a broken heart, a hurting heart, an offended heart. Allow the Holy Spirit. There we are. There we are. There we are. There we are. someone out there with broken promises God says he's the one that can restore what the cankerworm what the broken promises have stolen from you God is a restoration God and that what's stolen for you will come back sevenfold God says sevenfold I'm going to return sevenfold sevenfold 